Hey, I'm Mama Kim. And I'm Tommy Spender. And together we're Mama Kim Spender. And this is Inside the Golden Magnetic. A podcast about the making of our album, Golden Magnetic. Won't you carry me? back another week of inside the golden magnetic we're running out of songs Tommy. another round in the ring with us another round in the ring ding, with ding, bad jokes. ding yeah listen to our podcast on the way to this festival we're at today um which is we're at fairbridge broadcasting live not really but recording from fairbridge folk festival yeah which is like an hour south of perth in western australia yeah and um just to give you a visual, we're sitting on... How old would this building be? I reckon it was built in the... Uh, Mid, late 1800s? It, I don't think 1800s. No, I'm thinking early 19... I actually think about 1930. 1930. Should we settle on 1930? Let's settle there. So close to 100 years. Um, yeah, it's pushing 100. We're sitting on an old veranda. Wooden porch. Classic Australiana style. That wind you hear in the background is actually wind. And that is a flapping tarp because there's, there's a... <sighs> Big storm rolling in. This this festival is about to get super wet. Yeah, there is. You, we can also see there's a lot of dark clouds looming. And, this is uh, making great radio. Um, yes. So can I just quickly go back to the term flapping tarp? Yeah, sure. I think I like it. It's a, it reminds me a bit of you. Wow, you calling me a flapping? No, no. Tarp this is like you or a flapping tart. No, no, no. Just like the the, the concept of a flapping tarp. I actually you. need to know how you can link that back in around to that being a cue for thinking of me. A flapping tarp. <laughs> I would say that's quite an annoying sound. A yes. Kind of a pending, so pending doom. Tick. Tick. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, this is um, going to be fun, isn't someone it? Someone who's not good with knots. How many coffees have you had today, Tommy? You're ready, just ready to go in the yeah, first five I've had five six minutes? coffees and I'm sitting in a bath of ice doing my pranayamic <laughs> breathing as we, and podcasting, uh, guys. You would. All right, Wim Hof, let's do it. Okay. Carry me. Carry me, otherwise affectionately known as Gary Mead. Gary Mead. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. So this is a song that I wrote, um, I was really particularly frustrated when I wrote this song. Did not want to write this song. Can I just interrupt you? Mm, of course I you can. I think a lot of the songs that you've written on this album, you've written in a frustrated state. Is this a theme that we're arriving on? Do you think, is, is this, have I said this often? I think no, so. I didn't. With Underground, I said I'd listen <clears throat> to a podcast and I was inspired. With Air Between Us, I was talking about hope and joy. I think you might have... I think I think we might need to unpack how you see me. <laughs> Maybe I'm a bit of a flapping tarp. You're a flapping tarp and I'm not oft frustrated. Ooh. However, this day, okay. particular day, I was um, feeling a little bit low and I was doing the I Heart Songwriting Club thing and the, the prompt this week was Bird. You wrote Bird in Your Tree, I wrote Carry Me. Mm. Anyway, I couldn't really think of much to write about and all I could kind of imagine was being carried away from my frustrated and, you know, more than frustrated, I was probably a bit depressed, I was a bit down state. And so I imagined kind of being nestled in the breast of a feathery bird and being carried elsewhere Mm. away from the current situation which I was kind of riling against. Like a cheap tiger flight. Like a what? Sorry, a cheap tiger flight. Yeah, I was to just Bali. no, nothing like that. It's not what I felt like. I felt like the opposite to a cheap tiger flight. I felt like being nurtured. Oh, okay. Yeah, and comfortable. 
That is, yeah, that's very not opposite. Much. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but what I did is I went, I went through some of my really old writing exercises. I do this thing called object writing when I'm ramping into doing any sort of co-writing exercises. And it's four-wheel drive about to go past, getting it loud. It's fine. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I went through and I just circled lines. No, that was your sound sorry, effect. Sorry. I was waiting for you to start so I could do that. Yeah. Keep going. You circled lines. I You're went through and circled sort of certain phrases within my object writing that I felt had some sense of being... This is actually the Waruna septic truck going past <laughs> now. This is carrying... G'day, mate. Tons of people's shit and piss past us. Thank yeah. you. That was 12,000 litres as stated on the side of the truck. Back to the song. Um, anyway, this song is like a collection of vignettes that I felt really f were feeding into the feeling that I had that day. Mm. So things like something about this whiskey has me screaming for a cigarette or he stole the roses from my cheeks. I love that line. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and then the only one that I wrote that particular day, which was carry me over the rooftops of this crushing town and fold myself neatly into your feathery chest. Mm. And so the thing I loved about this song is it was just, I really just felt like writing a dirge. I felt like it just being a poetic, a poetic circle song. I didn't want to stick to form. Mm. I didn't want to feel like writing a story. I just wanted to express it through the visual, through, yeah, vignettes into sense of something rather than tell a straight story. Yeah. So this is probably the most abstract of the songs that I've written on this album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we got into the studio, I was also approached it as as your collaborator as a song that we would perform in the same way without without cutting and pasting or overdubbing. It was like, let's just actually perform. Let's bring the shape and the, the emotional dynamic of this song into mm. fruition or into, into, you know, manifest that through our performance ebbing and flowing and creating, mm. creating a, a story more with our musical performance mm. that supports the lyrics. So that kind of adds that context. And, and I remember leaving a lot of room for the choir in this one. Yes. And this was actually the first song we ever got to perform with an actual choir, mm. which because we did the the early in our kind of creating content world, once we'd recorded the album, we then recorded a version, a live version of this song with a sixteen piece choir in a big white room. Again, we have something about white rooms in a in a place in St Kilda that we filmed the same day we filmed the Air Between Us clip. Mm. And I remember we rehearsed for that and you were, you were very, very moved at hearing this, the, this song come to life in real time yeah. as opposed to how, how we recorded it. Yeah. Yeah, it was at the, um, the Dumbo Feather headquarters in St Kilda. Yeah. And it was this big, again, very reverberant room which we find ourselves in from time to time. And, um, yeah, that was when I got that sense of, of it breathing, you know, yeah. of, of expanding and contracting and how that was, as, that was doing as much of the storytelling as the lyric. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the choir process today. Sure. The choir process of recording this song was um, we, we really had to give a lot of uh, 
instruction as to the sentiment because the sentiment shifts from section to section. Um, what is happening in the choruses with the choir is very kind of stayed. Won't, you know, while I'm singing, won't you, won't you carry me over the rooftops? Mm. They're really... Ah, ah, ah. This crashing town, like very staid. And then in the verses, they're really, their job is to be this build of energy to the point of complete release at the end of every verse to drop back into being almost just a force, a persistent kind of nudging force. So yeah, uh, it, and then at the end, in the outro, after I've kind of done that sort of circle of two, the, the turnaround of those two outro moments, that then the choir is almost the essence of walking away from a feeling. Right, yeah. And I think we described that when we were recording as saying, it's kind of like a funeral mm. in an atrium. I don't remember saying we that. We said alfresco funeral vibes. <laughs> oh, that's the direction the we gave them. Well, that oh. was the actual direction we gave the them. Alfresco <laughs> funeral vibes is, is how ridiculous we started getting on our instruction to that poor mob of singers who were learning the parts on the fly. And they were like, just lift it a bit more. It's like, it's kind of like a funeral in an, in an alfresco dining area. Statistically, though, mo most funerals uh, since humans on the planet have probably been out in the open They now. have been, they have been out, but I think just the word alfresco and funeral together in the sentence, never the twain should meet. Well, alfresco is specifically, <laughs> is, it's a concept of dining, isn't it? It's a pit dining. It's also just outside. Doesn't alfresco means in the fresh? So it's just like outside. A like fresh a, funeral? Just a no. bit of spumante, some delicious pasta you know and I mean? someone being and someone re read there. And let's, you know what I mean? It's, it's a good. bad instruction, so sorry to Kira. Undertaker, Undertaker, can we have another bottle of wine? Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> wrong, wrong person. Um, and sorry to Kira, Peru, Ainsley Wills, Ryan Downey, Timothy Harvey and Virginia Bott that you had to... Well, no, Virginia was definitely part of the instructions. Vinnie Ramone was that's, definitely in the instructional bank of Alfresco. That's her wheelhouse. Alfresco funeral. That's where she starts at the Alfresco funeral. That's where <laughs> the night begins. She not there. <laughs> Minnie, we know you don't live at the Alfresco funeral. That is not your wheelhouse. And Tommy said that, not me. Um, so when we are touring this, this show and we are working with choirs, a big part of the concept, which probably a lot of you know, but some of you don't, is that we, we work with choirs in the community or the location we're performing because it gives us a chance to connect with community and join voices and create something that is of that place, which gives it, uh, it, gives it so much more depth for us. And um, it's really exciting to, to work with different choirs often. Well, now we've got a couple of choirs we've worked with a number of times. Yeah. So we're kind of going back for like the second or third. It's not just a one-night stand. No. No, they're in-depth relationships. I don't get... A yeah. little bit serious. I mean, we're yeah. still seeing other choirs. We're seeing so other we're, choirs, we're, yeah. You know, we're still on it's the scene. It's a polyamorous choir relationship. Yeah. So it's there's that and there's... So, it will, so what will happen is we'll go, cool, we're playing a festival, let's say, and then we will go... Well, let's say Fairbridge. Let's Here we say are right Fairbridge. now. What's happening? Okay. What's Where's happening? our choir, we're in Fairbridge. Danielle? So, well, good question. 
Um, we've got aspects of the Coral Sea, which is a choir from Margaret River, who played with us at Nanup, mm-hmm. and uh, people from Whopper Gospel Choir, who we're pulling together a little... Um, what do you call we're it? We're doing a, a meld. A choir crush. We're... Yeah. We're mashing up. We're mashing up a couple of choirs and performing at the festival together. So, but usually what would happen is Virginia, Vinnie Ramone, Virginia Bot will... <laughs> Once we've decided which choir we're working with, she will work with the choir master for six weeks leading into a show. We will arrive in the place. We'll do an extensive workshop slash rehearsal with, with people who have been marinating in our songs for six weeks. And then we'll literally get on stage. Know, and our, our Sorry. What? You, you often use marinating <laughs> in, that, in that. And I, I, all I see when you say that is just a whole lot of people in like a gross honey soy kind of like sauce in the, at the back of the fridge. Can we pick a different... Like basically people, they're not marinating. They're just, they're just working on the songs. Marinating. Marinating? <laughs> I mean, we're not going to eat them or like <laughs> cook them on a... All right, well, what are Can they doing Can we think then? of something else? I don't like, like, rehearsing. What about too... steeping or... Steeping. You don't like steeping? Okay. So Look, I'm, going to tell, I'm going to share a secret with you out there in podcast world. We're going to be joined today by a special guest. Tilly, do you want to just say hi quickly? Howdy. Hi. So you, this, if, you're, if you're an avid listener to Inside the Golden oh. Manic, this would be the second time you've been introduced to Tilly. Tilly Kelleher. Yeah. She was, Tilly was the one I mentioned in the Underground episode mm. as the one who, who really I, I was able to explore the underground um, harmonies with. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Yeah, well, well you know. It's a, and I just said. There is a Tommy, little bit Tommy of jealousy has, going on Tommy has me. spent the rest of his time just trying to meet the bar that you set. Yeah. And he can only but yes. try. He can only yeah, but try. So. Um, so Tilly is a friend and she's also a choir member. I just I need to finish the thing of like people marinating in our stuff, steeping, oh. steeping, stewing. No, not a... Soft cooking. Does it have to be? Slow cooking. There's a, thank flavor. you. Absorption. Absorption. But, thank you. But I understand the manky bridge. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just put in some sweet chilli and soy <laughs> at the back of the fridge. But steeping is good. I just see those chicken oh, wings as well. Right, you know, I won't those... say marinating anymore. I'm glad he brought it up. Mm. Anyway, so they've been steeping in our songs for six weeks. We come in, we do this intensive rehearsal, and the, the point of it for us is that when we're playing in a place, we are singing with the sound of that place, the sound of your town, the sound of... So for us, it's the sound of Fairbridge, which is people just come from everywhere. So it's not as a, as applicable, but so Nana, no, Perth, the sound of Perth. Yeah. Adelaide, the sound of Adelaide. Yeah. You know. Just like you know, this region has great Pinot. This region is famous for Shiraz. This, uh, different flavors. Good alto here. You know this, what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Tone. You know, the alto is is rich They're known, in body. Known for their full-bodied tanny, tanninic, tannic sopranos. Sassy flavour, I reckon. Do you reckon? Do you reckon the Margaret River Choir yeah, has got a bit of sass? We didn't have to elicit the sass. It was just the sass was just there. Really? Yeah, it was sassy. Yeah, it's good. I live in Margaret River, so this is actually Tilly's a friend. And when we were going to do Nanup Festival, I asked the local amazing singing teacher Michelle Spriggs if she would pull a choir together for our Nanup Music Festival show. To which she basically put a call out to uh, a few of her students and a few of the people she knew in town who could sing and they pulled a choir together mm. and the reason I want to talk to Tilly today is because I want to get the experience from her perspective or from a choir member's expe- perspective on what that's like to meet the songs in that way to steep in them 
and then to sort of step into that room and have the workshop and then the stage experience. And f because for me, Carry Me is a song that where we really do get to, you really are the soundscape to the song. You're really, the choir is absolutely an instrument to the emotional uh, intention that we're trying to get across. Um, so I'd, I'd like to hear from you, Tilly. How has the experience been like, but, you know, to, to kind of be unpacking these songs because you've known them probably the longest in the room of the people that you're working with? Mm. It's a remarkable process. Like those Monday night rehearsals. Yeah, you're just punching this model of the system and you're like, it's like yoga. You know, you're like, oh, I just, I'm like, God, I've got this thing Monday night. And then you go and you do it and you're just on a cellular level, just completely shifted and you just walk out going, oh. Just for singing with other people? Is that, the, do you think that's what it is, just yeah. to sing together? And also the language, you know, carry me, or if you like, Gary me. Gary Mead. Is, Gary Mead, is something that to sing in this sort of like space with all these crew together, mm. you know, we don't often say that out loud. We don't often go, you know, carry me. <laughs> yeah, You know, right. it was really actually, yeah, it was. It was a really positive positive vibe when you walk out of that room. And how was but the yeah, experience ask me of, more questions. Yeah, I will. How was the experience of sort of working with Michelle? Because she hadn't done much choir leading before. And mm. uh, working with Michelle and this group of people. Did you know everybody who was in the choir before, uh, when you entered? Definitely. There was, there was definitely uh, a lot of us had worked together as solo artists. Uh -huh. um, Michelle was very humble yeah. in her sort of skills. And there was a few music teachers in the room so there was this actual sort of vibe of learning it was yeah. a, I learnt so much over that time especially right. with um, sort of rhythm mm. you know um, things like at the end of Garamy I really want to say Garamy <laughs> is that cool? Is it you can Garamy? whatever you want we do sing it's Garamy it's song too now yeah so you know you've got this sort of these charts which I'm not fabulous with and you've got a bunch of crew in the room and there's a conversation always happening about exactly how that is meant to sound. Yeah, right. Um, and so you're learning that it's actually, you know, like, Gary me, Gary me, Gary me. Yeah. You know, in, and yeah, Virginia's just written this sort of like spectacular thing, but it is sort of a science. And then it's almost like, it's like painting a picture. It's sort of like how, you know, uh, an artist looks at a scene, which is just what it is. It's just this beautiful sort of, it, it doesn't give a shit what you are. Yeah. And then you have to kind of synthesise it and create colour yeah. and create, you know, shape. And it's all about the way that we brought sound out from this page. Yeah, I just, I was always walking around going, this is fucking brilliant work, but anyway. So the back end is of this is that once a choir is selected, um, they get access to the back end of, a, of, a, of our website, which has all the charts um, for all the choir parts. It has stems, which are the parts isolated, it has all the kind of resources in there um, that the choir masters then use. Mm. Um, so the technical part is really, we, we, you know, we worked hard to make sure the technical part was really there. And I'm, it's, it's really interesting to hear your experience of then kind of taking what is a body of information ultimately and turning it into 
a, a soundscape that we're going to then have to meet together. It's mm. not like you're performing that as a choir, because usually a choir would rehearse a part or a piece to perform as a choir, not to necessarily bond with another, with the creators of the work mm. as contemporary work to then perform so specifically. Um, so it's really good to hear that, that that was actually part of the challenge. I've never actually, mm. I've never thought of that before. Yeah, the process itself is is it was deep learning. It was really yeah um, right. So there was a professional development aspect. Yeah, in definitely. There. Yeah. And what about the emotional kind of the feeling of the bond between you and the other choir members? Did you feel like you experienced something together? Was there a completely? You know, this is sort of like peripheral sort of people in your community. Right. And then you come together and we all, like I said, some of us are solo artists. We're used to sort of like carrying that sense of like you've got to walk the walk or talk the talk and it was yeah. just nothing like that. It was so, yeah, it was so humble. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a bond now. Is there? Yeah, definitely. I'm actually about to go and find him and give him a bit of a squeeze. I haven't actually <laughs> seen him yet. Um, what was it like when you heard the songs played by us in front of you? Like, was it was it weird to have? Because I'm not sure if you practiced with the backing um, music that we sent, like for example, the music without choir in it, so that you could sing along with it. But was it weird hearing us in the room? Not really. It's refreshing to hear how much you guys fuck up, and it just doesn't sound polished. It sounds real and raw, and you're like that on stage too. You guys just. Uh, yeah, you're a rowdy, raw bunch. Mm. Two of you. <laughs> it's not quite the answer I was after. I was... <laughs> but anyway, we did can... you want Tilly to say <laughs> I felt overwhelmed and I got the chills and I almost couldn't sing because I was choked up so <laughs> deeply by the depth of your artistic expression? Just the musicianship Tommy. of you yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. Was so the, sheer the professionalism <laughs> was so high that it was intimidating. <laughs> the sheer craft. <laughs> no. Nah. Nah, just how much you guys fuck it, up and you you're so raw. On, <laughs> even, on, even on stage. It, like, just how much you <laughs> fuck up on stage is great for me. Thanks, Tilly. Okay, sorry. sorry. No, I love that. Yeah. It's perfect. I'm not intimidated. <laughs> no, we didn't uh, want you to be intimidated. No. Maybe we'd better do an interview with someone else yeah. in the choir. <laughs> Can we get this, hey, this 15 of you? Yeah. <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm um, sort of... I'm feeling slightly put on the spot, but, you know, I like no, the rambling. Good. The rambling brings it out. It's good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Gary. Because Gary Mead. Gary Mead. Who is this Gary Mead? Well, I think what happened is there was a lot of carry me, carry me happening. Yeah. So Gary came from just going, just soften, soften your sea and make it more like a Gary me, Gary me for the choirs, right? Mm. But then Tommy... Um, it happened on our launch night in Perth at the Perth International Arts Festival. We were back in the hotel room and Tommy started, he'd had a couple and he started talking about Gary Mead. And I actually thought he was the serious because he was saying, no, no, he's my Tyler. Great Tyler. Oh, he's a real dude. 
Gary well, Lee needs a real so. dude. No, no, but he's no. not. He's actually but Tommy's was... drunk he's alter ego. <laughs> creation of Tyler. Tommy's brain. Gary Mead, Gary Mead, Gary Mead. I was just Mead. trying to think of an everyday guy called Gary Mead that we were singing this song to him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Won't just tiling Gary someone's Mead. kitchen and his wife was Jenny Mead. <laughs> but then there's a the whole other concept of like, I don't know if anyone out there is married to or partnered with anyone called Gary, but I love the concept of... Of, of saying to your partner, Gary me, like, yeah. can <laughs> you Gary me? What about that place, burping me Gary? <laughs> burping me Gary, you know it's on place? the way to Noosa? Yeah, burping me Gary. Burping oh, me Gary. No, mate, maybe it's actually burping Gary, sorry. Either way. Burping I me Gary. I don't want to burp Gary. burping me Gary. And also, the Gary me thing, Tommy, are you meaning like, <laughs> I got garied? <laughs> yeah, like, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a is that a verb? As a, as a, as a verb. A, yeah, I got yeah, garied. To be garied. Wow. Yeah. Is that to be carried or are you saying to be done by a Gary? Yeah, to be done by Gary. Wow, Tommy. So you think the song is like a dedication of, oh, won't you Gary me? <laughs> oh, God. But no, it could be a reflection so you on think Jenny like. Is singing no, it to Gary. It could be like, you're a renovator and you desperately need the tiling finished. <laughs> and, when, and, and you're just saying, Gary me. Just. Finish the job. Finish the job. Gary me. Wow. Yeah. I don't think Won't it's going to be added to the vernacular me? anytime soon. I've got to tell you that, it's buddy. Actually, okay, well, let's just quickly change the subject. Come to it, light. Is so, it is so clever, those, those bits where it's like, um, uh, ooh, uh, yeah. yeah. The way we use the vowel. Yeah, it's just like. The vowel oh. sound of kind Can of. Can hear that quickly? So yeah, let's put it, let's hear let's it. put that on. Yeah. It's a lot of release there. Mm. I love that when I love I love watching Virginia when we're in the rehearsals really instruct how large that can become. And in the instrumental section where I finally shut up and stop singing, and the choir it's just the choir, the drums and the guitar, having that moment of just expressing the unexpressible through sound. Mm. I love that. Mm. I you know this was definitely my favourite song to record. Was it? Yeah. So the recording was like let's get a beginning and a middle and an end in one go. And yeah. I think um, we had a, a backing, like we had a guide vocal running through. So, yeah, I had recorded a rough... Done a rough one in, so we knew where we were at and what sort of, when, when to go up and when to come down and the shape of, of what we needed to do. But it was really like that real concentration of like, don't fuck this up. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get it it's in one take. It's probably my favourite guitar tone on the album. The yeah. guitar, your guitar on this song is so classic, so of a world. Like you're, it's the, the thing I love about this song is not what we play; it's what we don't play. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's very all simple. The space yeah. that we've chosen to yeah. leave, and the fact that we just let it be brooding, because that was where that space was. The song was written from. Yeah. It was. It, I was stuck. You know, I was felt really stuck. Yeah. And slowly, as I wrote the song, it I shifted and. There's a, there's a transformative quality to the song um, as far as what it gives me to sing it. Right. But it's, there's no, it didn't happen quickly. Mm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't um, exultant in any way. It was slow and it was dirging and it was subtle and it was almost like 
it was it surprised me when it when I came came to the end of writing it. I was like, oh, something happened there. It's a very that's hinted at the start with those couple of notes that Tommy's playing. Yeah, it's a it's hinting that it's going to work out okay. Yeah, right. It's really sort of there's an optimism. It's a very less is more. Yeah. Like musically song, it's very like two chords. Yeah. Two chords to be just to sit on and to and. That's so liberating as a guitar player to have just two chords and to go, I can just try and really listen to what's happening with the mm. vocals and where you're performing it and really ride the, the ups and downs. And yeah, I love this song. So uh, I'd like to leave you with Gary and... and really? Is that what you want to leave them with? No, I'd like to leave you with um, a see you later. And thanks for joining us. How thanks. are the chats going, Tommy? Are people listening to our podcast or are we just talking into... There's a, okay, there's about 150,000 people listening to the... Oh, sorry, no. No, I was looking at a different podcast oh, right, that okay. I'm working on. Okay. No, but there is... <laughs> like, it's not just crickets out there. There's, like... It's actually is. And, yeah, other so... people that we know, other than your mum, your dad. Yeah. My mum and dad don't listen to it. And, I just, yeah, us. like, personally would like to thank the people listening to us because it's really nice to know that, that your people are enjoying it. Yeah. We're getting a few little emails and messages from people. It's and pretty cute. It's very, very cute. I actually always listen to it in the car with my kids. Yeah. And they think I'm really funny and they think <laughs> you need some work. Really? No, but they, I, I sometimes question them. I say, <laughs> who was the funniest one? Who do they say? Me. No, they, they. Well, sometimes they say you, but mostly they say me. Now we're meant to be doing like. Sweet Eddie. We we were meant to do that. There was a bit of a mix up. We're just postponing Sweet so Eddie. So next week is going to be Sweet Eddie. And then the final one's going to be Deep Below. Yeah. And then we're done. That's nine songs. Nine, nine songs. songs done. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much. And and check us a rating if you'd like to. Yeah. Put a review down. Put a review and a rating. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, and bye-bye for now. Yeah. Bye, Tommy. Bye. Bye, Tilly. Bye. Gonna go Bye. I'd sleep in your bowl where the sky